sweet soul, if you know it, say the rebel reclamation with me. We have the right to fully embody life in connection with nature and her cycles. We empower ourselves and others without apology or harm, aware and in awe of our united potential. We welcome the light and the shadow, knowing that the source of both is one singular divine power. With the wisdom of our ancestors and the hope of all future descendants, we lean into the unknown with grace. We release that which no longer serves us and manifest that which does. We make our own rules and then sometimes we may break them. We are radical and wild. I am your dark sister, Sam, and this is your red sister, Sarah, and we are rebel women with teacups. Hello. Hi there. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired, but I am good. Yeah. And this beautiful, not so snowy snow day. I know. I'm not mad about it. (laughs) No, me either. But we were ready. We were ready for Armageddon, apparently. And then it did not happen. So (laughs) it's so funny. The um, like the the community mentality of like, this is what's happening. And then like, it's not happening. But still people are like leaning into it like it's happened. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So good. Okay, so today, so today, this is this is our invoke episode. So we've been saving this tea, or at least I have been wanting to save this tea for this episode specifically. This is from the Enchanted Candle Apothecary. It's Bridget's Blessings or Bridget's Blessings. You'll hear me say it that way too. Her name, I should say. And so the health and wellness attributes may be helpful in balancing mood, lower anxiety, blood pressure, blood sugar levels over time, and help joint pain associated with osteoarthritis and can be used safely alongside NASADs, NSADs, Mm -hmm. non steroidal Mm -hmm. anti inflammatories. Yeah. Thank you. Think or safe for use during pregnancy. And then the flavor profile and composition is an exceptional blend created to enhance, uplift your mood, Mm. and calm your mind and body. Notes of oat straw and nettles join a chorus of spearmint and raspberry leaves, the flutter around joyful chamomile flowers, ginger, and lemon balm to create a harmonious fusion of happiness. Wait, so there's no rose in here? No, at I least not according to this. Swear to goodness. Look at this. Hold on. I'm looking at the thing. Let me come back to you. What is this? That, that is absolutely a rose. I was going to say, uh, I'm pretty sure when I put it in here, there was a big old rosebud, rosebud that fell in. And when I smell mine, unless maybe she, well, no, because mine's pretty new, but I was going to say mine is like bursting at the nose with with rose like it smells like really yeah I didn't get that I think mine's older yeah well and you know she she could have updated blends or maybe sometimes just like spirit tells her hey add some roses to this I'm into it yeah I'm kind of jealous I wish I had that version (laughs) it's it smells really good I haven't tasted it yet so but like smell go ahead I was going to say, um Mm. mine I can Mm. absolutely 1000% smell the spearmint like it Mm -hmm. is like yeah. Yes, but you know, I'm a spearmint, like a mint bitch. So I'm good with it. Oh. It really does. Mm. It's really good. Okay. I would have never have thought to put rose and mint together. Oh, really? Oh my gosh. I, yeah. I might've just hit my mic. So I'm sorry. No, I couldn't hear it. It's my nose. Like, it's so funny. Cause I'm telling you, I'm like, Ooh, yeah. And I feel like uplifted. And I feel like all those things that you said, oh, maybe good. you just said them, but I'm like, dang. 
because I've been like sluggish and tired this morning and literally 30 minutes late to record this podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. I'm going to let it cool just a smidge, Mm. but have you started? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That's not what I was expecting at all. Really? Okay. So first of all, um, I brew mine probably, well, half an hour, maybe 45 minutes ago now. So it's not as hot as I would prefer it to be, but that's okay. But it doesn't smell like what it tastes. It doesn't taste like what it smells like. So what's, because what's it taste like? The, hot, 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 hot. Uh, jealous. <laughs> Mine's like lukewarm old bath water. That's not what it tastes like. It's not what it tastes like. Um, it's just the temperature. It is like not even palpable the mint until after it leaves my mouth. Um Mm. it's like a mellow it's not like a green herbal it's like um I don't want to say brown herbal but it's just like extremely mellow in a good way yeah I can't taste rose at all but there is some floral chamomile did you say Uh uh-huh to me, that, to me, sometimes chamomile is almost like lemony. Yeah. Like it's there is also lemon balm. Oh, there's lemon okay. Balm, there's ginger, raspberry leaves, spearmint, oat straw, nettles. Like, okay. So oat straw, nettles, I, raspberry leaves that are like all non-descriptive. Yeah. Greenish, brownish flavors. Yeah. Flavors. How's yours? Yeah, it's super subtle. Definitely spearmint heavy. It's very, it's lovely. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one of the ones I can, one of my cats are talking, so I don't know if you can hear No, because they're mad because the door is closed. He doesn't like to be separated from the other cat. I know it's so sweet. It's sad, but it's so sweet. Is it the new cat that doesn't want to be separated from the old cat? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's really cute because the old cat, and when I say old cat by like two or three months, right? (laughs) I got him like almost back to back. Uh, he, I, well, I scrolling to find out about cats and like how they interact with one another. Um, so we have Watson and Holmes. So Watson is the ginger Holmes is the more like, uh, gray, brown, black tiger striped cat. And, uh, so Watson is the alpha. And so to watch him bathe Holmes is so cute and then Holmes will try to bathe him and the alpha's like no 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 (laughs) it's so cute and then I saw that on some type of social media uh where it was like this is what will happen and I'm like that's exactly what will happen Uh, oh so the alpha bathes the other one yeah I did not know that yeah because my two does Mo bathe Steven yeah so Steven will never ever kiss her gross (laughs) never but sometimes sometimes he'll let her groom him he's like yeah I guess this is fine but then sometimes he'll like let her do it for a little bit and then like wow and then like (laughs) because he's just like cranky and old now like if you if you know you pet from like their head down their back to their tail and then you like gently like you know like wrap your hand around their tail to, to, to like finish the swoop of the pet and sometimes now Stephen will 
will meow at you because he doesn't want his tail touched or like if you are tugging on it even like the tiniest bit of friction between his hair he's like quit (laughs) (laughs) oh that sweet little crotchety old man i know he is and then today he was sitting he was trying to get us out of bed because he didn't have any water in his food bowl like we knew something because he was like guys follow me follow me and we're like we're still in bed mind your business and then he came up and he started drinking the (laughs) i i think it's gross when he drinks from from my cup and like i'm not gonna drink out of it after that but taylor doesn't care at all and he eats ice cream like with milk in it so he eats it out of mugs and so steven will just like put his face literally in the ice cream mug and i'm like that's gross stop but so steven was drinking my water that was like beside the thing and and i would have stopped him but taylor's Taylor's like let him drink the water where he must must be thirsty and so i'm looking at him from the backside and i can see his fur like he has his like thick white long-ish coat and he's starting to look old where it's like like a little raggedy looking yeah Yeah. and I'm like buddy get your shit together and then Taylor was like he's old oh sweet Steven (laughs) I know it's kind of sad because like you could tell that he's old because he won't like jump up onto windowsills or anything and like he needs like a step he's not and then like jumping down if he's like on my desk he's not just gonna like jump down he's like oh god oh no oh god how do I get down (laughs) and he like stresses about it I know but He's you gotta like, finish your your painting of him. I know I do. Maybe you should take a picture of that. We'll share it if you want to. I don't want you to share something you don't want to. But it is the sweetest homage to the sweetest cat. It was one of my um let's start a project during COVID. <laughs> and so I wanted to paint this huge picture, like five feet tall picture. Yeah, it's honorary. Huge of Steven and and then I built the frame by hand and I stretched the canvas by hand and I bought like a miter box and like all of the things and then I started it and then I lost interest like everything else so then I hung it on my wall thinking maybe I would finish it if I looked at it half finished but it doesn't it's fine it's fine that it's half finished and then Taylor's like maybe it is finished but I don't think that it is but it's okay yeah, I'll, we can post a picture of it. Okay, okay, perfect. Give me just one second. I'm going to let this poor soul out because he's just meowing away. So give me just okay. a sec. Okay, thanks for waiting. No problem. Are you going to edit that out? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see by the time we record if I remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what brings us together today, Sam? Is it in bulk? It's in bulk. Yay. Yeah, so we're going to spend the episode talking about Envolk, about uh, some of its history, some of its celebrations, and what My you My birthday. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Sam is an Envolk baby. Yay. Which is why we're recording a week ahead for twofold. A, so that if you do feel like you want to celebrate this, it gives you time to create a ceremony or sacredness or whatever it is that you would like to do to celebrate Envolk. And also, I am a firm believer that knows she work on their birthday. And so I was like, Sam, let's not work on your birthday. So we're recording back to bad podcast so that you don't have to. <laughs> so it's perfect. <laughs> so we will have a, we will have one come out next week. It just won't be recorded the day of, cause sometimes that's what we do. Right. Cause we're rebels and we like to, uh, uh, race against time. Right. We make our own rules and then we break them, baby. Break that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So we're going to talk about Embolk. And so the reason why I wanted to hold off on 
drinking Breed's blessing just yet is because this is Breed's time. So if you want to see, if you see life through nature-based practices, through the Celtic or the pagan wheel of the year, what it is, is every six to eight weeks, there is some type of nature-based celebration that has to do with what's happening in the season at that moment. So we are on the precipice of in bulk, which is February 1st. And sometimes when you look at it, when you go to look at the dates of all the, all of the different celebrations, you'll see that it's like two to three days. Well, the way that it usually goes is that the celebration starts the evening before the date. So technically this would start on the evening of March 31st and it would go until, thank you, January Um, 31st. And it would go to, uh, dawn of February 2nd. So sometimes you'll see a single date and sometimes you'll see a date range because it starts the evening before and ends the morning after. But most of the times you'll see just the single date that's used as the celebration. So in bulk is February 1st. And right now we're, we're transitioning from Yule, which it was December 21st into what is considered the seed in the belly. So in bulk is a translation of the, I believe it's a Gaelic term. So there's different versions of Gaelic. And so in bulk means seed in the belly, because this is the time of the year where we start to plant our seeds so that they start to grow strong roots. So that by the time the winter breaks, truly, you can start planting this year's this year's harvest. And Mm -hmm. so it could be a few different ways. Like for us in our modern technology, we can start seeds for corn right now, if we wanted to, I'm not an expert gardener, so this might not be the correct time to start corn, but let's just say, let's just say that it is okay for the, the purpose of this. So that by the time there is no more frost on the ground, which is most people use mother's day as the gauging point where it is safe to plant into the ground, but that's not to say that you can't plant cold weather crops in the Mm. ground. You just have to have a covering for them. So most of the time you'll see a dome or a box shape that's covered in plastic, like thick, like three millimeter thick drop cloth plastic. And that creates a greenhouse effect, but these are cold weather plants so that they are able to actually grow to fruition or to, uh, to be able to be sowed during the cold weather season. Mm. So in bulk in general is the time of the year where it's almost like a lifeline, truly. And honestly, when you think about it, because you you've got through what is considered the darkest days of the year. And we're starting to notice that the sun is shining a little bit longer, a little bit brighter and it's, it's subtle. It starts by minutes. And then suddenly you're like, oh my gosh, it's six o'clock and it's still daylight out. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's amazing when you start recognizing the, um, the, the solar and the moon, like when you start connecting yourself to those, it's sh- kind of, it shifts your life because you're mm-hmm. connected in it in a completely different mm-hmm. sphere. It's like, you're more awake. You're like more exactly. present, yes. like mindfulness automatically drops in. Cause you yeah. have like, Oh, look at that. I'm yeah. usually here, but now this is what the outsides look like. This exactly. is what the sun is doing. Exactly. And if you've never, if you're not a person who has ever truly recognized that before, begin to watch it now, look at 
if you have south facing windows specifically look at that but just look at the amount of sunshine um because that's where it's hottest wouldn't it so it's not like where it rises or where it sets in the north or i'm sorry in the east or in the west um a lot of the times when you're looking for the most heat you're looking for south facing and please don't quote me on that well i'm going to we just recorded it (laughs) (laughs) no don't quote me this is me and like the memories of things that i've read in years past okay but i really feel like south because you would think it would be east or west yeah but i don't think that's necessarily true we'll 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 see we'll we'll google just not right now (laughs) um (laughs) Okay, what was I saying? Remind me. Um, paying attention to oh yes, the yeah, way yeah, the yeah. Sun. Okay, okay, yes. So you want to pay attention to the way that the sun is um, shining into your house. So, like, if if you're not one to pay attention today, and as just see where the sun is hitting, like when it comes through your window. Okay. So we're back. We had to take a little bit of a pause and to be completely honest with you right now in this moment, I don't remember what we were talking about, but that's okay. We're just going to, we're going to move forward, but we're talking about in bulk. That's what we're talking about. So this for this, and I want to also add this in here that this is for the Northern hemisphere and the Southern hemisphere. They are not celebrating the beginning of spring. They are celebrating the end of their spring. So that isn't, isn't that wild? For Northern Hemisphere, it's in bulk, but for the Southern Hemisphere, they're somewhere around like. Uh, Wouldn't it be the end Lunasa? of summer? Yeah, the end of summer oh, going okay. into fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's oh, probably okay. Lunasa Lamas, however they like to say it. Yeah. Um, yes. So we have in bulk, which again means in the belly. And then we have the, there's the, Irish Gaelic version of it, which I cannot remember the name, but it is very similar to in bulk. It also means lamb's milk because now is the time of the season where the lambs are starting to mate and they're starting to get ready to have, or they're already have mated and they're pregnant. And so they'll be giving birth very soon. They're one of the first animals to give birth in the springtime. Lambs. Lambs are baby sheep. Yeah. Well, well, it means, it means lambs milk but sheep are pregnant yes okay okay so the sheep are are creating milk for the lambs correct lamb's milk but it's called lamb's milk because it's for the lamb right right okay got it so sheep are an actually um i just went to a farm on monday and they're very pregnant and i can't wait for you to see them so sam's gonna see them hopefully very soon maybe on friday on Friday. friday okay perfect yeah so you'll see them, you'll see all the little, and then there are, there are little goats that are pregnant too. They're so, and they're like a dwarf goat. So they're smaller and they've got yeah. these bellies. It's so sweet. It's so well, sweet. Goats have huge bellies anyways. And then yeah. what happens is they get like five times as wide when they're yeah. pregnant. Yes. It's wild. Like it it's, is wild. I, mean, I guess it happens to humans too, that our bellies go out past our legs, but it is weird looking when you're on four legs. Yes, it is. It is. It's really, it's really cool. So I can't wait for you to see them. They're also just so precious. So uh, the Irish Gaelic version of embolg or embolk, and it's a different word because Gaelic is crazy language. Uh, it means lamb's milk. It's also and- like the quickening. It is the quickening because we are, because it's like we've, we've, we've been in this homeostasis for so long where there's been nothing and there's no quote unquote real life. Although there's clearly 
life happening and it's under it's in the womb it's in the belly of mama earth is another way that you could see it exactly yeah Yeah. quickening underground like the seeds stirring in the darkness correct like a baby in the womb correct because very soon you're going to start seeing like crocus and tulips and hyacinth and all of these early spring growths and it's like are daffodils in the beginning yeah they are Mm-hmm. they're with tulips you'll see that a lot you'll see daffodils and tulips together because mm-hmm. they're tall and so they mm-hmm. uh, and like crocus are really low ground things mm-hmm. and um snowbells I believe mm-hmm. is it snowbells yeah snowbells are also one of the first one and I don't think <clears throat> we talked about it this weekend at an event we had at the temple and one of the most beautiful sights to me like ever in existence is to see a fully blooming crocus flower snowbell anything early spring that has snow on top of it it's just it's like it's like life is there and it and it's and it's coming Mm -hmm. so so if you start to notice you will see geese back in our and at least in the Ohio area I'm not sure everywhere that geese live but in the Ohio area is very prevalent with geese so you'll start to notice that they're coming here and they're finding their homes Mm -hmm. and then you'll notice um, well, we talked about the sun. I think that's what we were talking about. That is what we were talking about. I would, the, basically what I'm saying is as the seasons pass, see where the sun hits inside your home Mm. to see how long it is, to see how long it stays there, to see, um, how bright it is. And you'll just Mm -hmm. notice it. If you start to notice where the sun hits in your home, you'll be, you're tuning yourself to know where it's at in the sky. That's what we were talking about when we had to take a crazy Mm. pause. Um, oh, you'll start to also notice that you'll hear spring bird song and it is Mm -hmm. a different sound. It's, it's crazy. There are birds that stay at least in this in the Ohio area and the Northern area throughout all of winter, but they don't really talk and they don't talk as prevalent as morning bird song for the spring birds that come here. Like, uh, yesterday I heard it and it was like, my body like jolted with happiness. Cause it was like, Oh, I know that sound. It was really lovely. Mm-hmm. It was really lovely. Um, and then there you'll start to notice small little buds on the trees because we may be freezing up here, like up here, walking about the earth, we're freezing. But if you were to, and even like the first layer of the ground might be a hard because it's frozen over. But if you were able to break through the surface and dig your hands in even just six inches, it is warm under the earth which is why our plants don't die in the wintertime because the mm-hmm. roots are growing down so far and so long mm-hmm. that they're able to stay warm and nourished and find the water that they need and the nutrients that they need because the earth is so warm in her womb. Oh my gosh. I just had this crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Give so it to me. We, Give it to me. So we get our warmth from the sun on the outside, right? Father, son, mother earth. Yeah. But mother earth at her core is a hot fucking nuclear fusion yeah of solar energy there's yes! literally a fire in her fucking belly belly yes that is heating everything during the interim oh my gosh what <laughs> i love that i love that I love that. Yes. It's like the masculine and feminine can never truly be separated no. because they're, they're so deeply connected and dependent 
the 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 contrast is is oh my gosh wow i never thought of it that way before no and that's why they're gifting that time is because there's the seed i mean because technically in like the celtic right it's like the 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 birth of the green man or the the seed of the the man is within the goddess and then Mm -hmm. she's gonna birth him and so it's like the seed of the masculine is like is just there doing its thing inside the earth the whole time cool that's so yummy thank you for sharing that oh my gosh i love it i love it inspiring it oh that's good i feel like i've cut you off more than once is there anything that you would like to add to anything that we've talked about um no but like separately so so we made this wooden wheel of the year we like created the the guidelines for it and we're wood burning it it's like a series of um sabbath celebrations at the temple and what I have come to realize in in the layout of the wheel of the year and the way that the cycle of the solar cycle happens, in addition to the lunar cycle, but where we start, if you're looking at north or like if it was a clock, if it was 12, right? Like, although the day starts at like midnight, like the first number that we like go to is like one, right? So on the wheel of the year, in bulk is it like the one position so it's like we it's it's not the same as like a new year right which would be just before the 12 o'clock right mm. which would be Samhain. and I, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this but it's like the energy of like not the very beginning but it's like just after the very beginning yeah like, like the race is about to start and everyone yeah. is like up on their toes pushing forward and then pop right and and then they start moving it's like right then it's like right at that pop like everyone already has this potential energy this like coiling up of like readiness to like to happen to like make it i, I don't know yeah, yeah that's no i love it i love this is this is sam and i's like regular conversation we just like <laughs> We were like, hey, there's a path. Let's walk down it and talk about that. And I love every single fucking minute of it. Um, I realized I also got off on a tangent to actually talk about Impulk and I wanted to start to talk about Breed, but I'm going to save her to the end since we're okay. already, we're, we're in it. We're in it to get it. Okay. Cool. Okay. So we're love selling it. the seeds for the future wheel of Correct. the year. Correct. So what seeds are you planting metaphorically or perhaps in real life? Mm. That's good. So as I've talked about previously on the podcast and in many conversation with Sam, the word that I'm, um, I'm invoking for the year is surrender. But when you asked me that specific question, the word freedom came to me and I don't know what that means, but it felt right in my bones. Hmm. Um, maybe it's, hmm. maybe it's freedom to explore. Maybe it's freedom to express. Maybe it's freedom to Ugh, I don't know. I just see movement in my brain, mm-hmm. like, like physical movement in my brain. Mm, I don't know, but freedom came to me. So I'm going to sit with that. I'm going to see where, where that, what that brings me. What about okay. you? Um, <clears throat> I am sowing the seeds of greater alignment with, with my, so like we have our sacred work and then I have separate work that like gives me insurance and pays some of my bills. And the work that I'm currently doing, which is retail, is consistently not aligned with my purpose and my values and what I hold to be true and sacred about the world. And so 
Um, so like Sarah was sharing about the goats, right? So we're getting jobs at a farm. Yay. <laughs> and I'm just going to be so fucking aligned. I'm going to be aligned with the earth and the sun. Cause I'm going to be outside and yeah. I'm going to be with kids and I'm not going to be selling hundred, hundreds of dollars of overconsumption to women and, and adults that don't fucking need it. I'm going to be connecting with animals and kids who are like eager to learn. Like that is purpose. <gasps> that is like, oh my yeah. God. I'm like actually creating value. Like the exchange is not a consumer good that is not needed and probably being paid with on credit that you don't have for you're working a job that you don't like, right? All of that string of karma and like cause and effect. And instead it's like an equal and just exchange. I get to be outside. I get to be with animals. I get to be talking to kids, telling stories. It's fucking going to be great. So that my, my work is aligned in heart and in spirit with mm. the earth and with my values. Yeah. Yes. Thank you more, please. To motherfucking yes. all yes. of that. Yes. Right. Like ecstatic. Like I cannot describe the vibration that has been moving through my body since this opportunity came about. Yeah. And I, it's, it's literally everything. I don't know if it's off-putting to show the woman who's going to be interviewing me, my vision board with all farm animals to be like, <laughs> this is how bad I wanted this. <laughs> Here's my vision board. Please help me make this happen. I love you. I love you. I love you so much. I love this. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great seed planting. That's a great um, cultivation of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because so then, so future, future, right? So that's just like single turning of the wheel this year, but like my future, future, like wheels, right? Five turns down or 10 turns down the lane. Um, I want to be able to serve animals in a sanctuary and I want, I need to know how to do that. And I need to know when to fucking plant corn, if we're going to be growing food that we can eat. Dude, so we're not dependent so upon oil I'm and petroleum and the fucking so ready, Sam. Like I'm melting. <laughs> I'm so ready. I literally can't. I, I'm not kidding when I say that I literally can't. I know. I can't I know. Even. And then I realized, I'm not sure if I said this to you or if it was someone else, but right now when I go to work, I put on clothes that I don't really want to wear because I just want to wear sweatpants and pajamas. And like, I want to wear functional and comfortable clothes. That's what I want to wear. I don't fucking care if my butt looks good or if my socks match or if, you know, something's sticking out someplace. Like I literally cannot give any less I can't give any more shits is what it is because I give so few and there's, there's no more to give about it. And I have to lint roll my clothing because if I snuggle with my cats, which is very much purpose aligned for me, then I can't go directly to work because I'll have to change my clothes because my cats are white and most of my clothing is dark. And so I have to lint roll my clothes to go to work, but what's going to happen when I work <laughs> in a farm is I get to go covered in fucking cat hair and no one's going to say shit to me because I'm going to roll around with cows and yes. sheep and I was to be covered in more. <laughs> yes. You did say that to me and I fucking oh, love it. <laughs> oh, great. Um, side note, just because we're talking about it, it was recommended that since we're going to start in the spring that we need to get muck boots yes. that go up to our knees. Yeah. We should go to tractor supply. Yep. A little, sh a little shopping. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. A little shopping's free. Love it. I've been nonstop looking at Carhartt. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. And then go to the thrift store. All that stuff is about to go on clearance. Okay. Or like, yeah. 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 Fair. 
everybody's going to start donating and they're going to start getting rid of it. Goddamn coveralls. Come on. Let me be my fullest expression. I love it. I love it so much. Okay. Beautiful. If you have something that you would like to share with us that you are planting the seeds for um, when we post this on Instagram, please let us know. We would love or email us at rebelwomenwithteacups at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to be expansive. There's going to be a lot of things. There's a lot of things turning and churning and happening and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to in bulk. So this is the time of the year. Again, we're going to step back and we're going to go to our, the ancient times, our ancestors time where this was the time of the year where there was famine We've used up our reserves for the most part of everything that we harvested this last year. And we're moving into, we need to be more conscious of what we're consuming and how much we're consuming and how much we have left over in reserve, right? So this was the time, it wasn't the beginning beginning of the winter where most people think, oh, we had to be careful. No, it's this time. So this is also the activation of the physical body because now it's like, okay, I need to start preparing for the planting of the seeds, for the things that I need to do to tend to maybe my farm or just the land in general. There were less borders back then, so they didn't have fences to tend to and things like that because they tend to like, for the most part, they would just have them in an area and it wasn't. But but this is the time like, oh, we could have had a winter storm that took out a tree that landed on something so like now Mm -hmm. I have to think about all of these things I'm going to do what garden am I going to plant this year Mm -hmm. this was the activating time we're going to start doing this time and this was also or this is also the spring cleaning time we've spent all of all winter cooped up for the most part Um, you know some winters are worse than others we've had a very precarious one here in the Dayton area where it has been more spring or fall-like than it has been winter. Like we've had cold burst days, but for the most part, we've had a pretty mild winter. And, uh, but also again, step back and think about when these um, celebrations were super hardcore celebrated. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have indoor plumbing. They didn't have uh, the market down the street, like they didn't have anything like that. So we were essentially cooped up all winter and we're going kind of stir crazy at this point, right? Like we're ready to get out to see the sunshine and all of those things. And so this is the time of the year where we started to clean out and put away and clean up anything that served us in wintertime, because it's not going to be serving us. And as we move into the springtime and also just having like on that one special, like false spring day when it's nice outside you open up the windows and you let the breeze come in Mm -hmm. and um sam was talking in a previous conversation about how she loves because it's it makes the house smell different so do you want to go do you want to talk about that just a little bit because i don't want to yeah tell your story since you're here well so at we were sharing some of our favorite things about spring and um and that energy and my favorite thing so my cat's um, I have a catio and they can't get out there unless I open the window. There's like a little cat door through the screen of my one window. And so I open the window so they can go sit outside in their catio, but it's been really cold and they don't like to be outside when it's snowing or when it's wet. Um, but mostly they don't mind the cold. It's just like the wet and the snow. But anyways, because it's been so cold, I can't leave my window open and I'm not going to lock them out there because 
I'm not a terrible person. And so I can't leave the window open all the time. But then once spring happens, I can leave the window open and they can come and go as they please. And then what happens is the outside air comes in and then the smell of my home changes because right now it doesn't smell like anything to me because my nose has been in it. But as soon as fresh air comes in, I'm like, oh, that's what the outside smells like. And then I realize that I have this cooped up winter smell stuck in my nose. And Mm -hmm. so that, that alivening and even the movement of the wind, right? Cause you open two windows and you get a cross breeze. And then the whole house just feels like new life has been breathed into it because you have this prana and this vital life force from the wind and from, you know, like pollen and all sorts of things that are like coming through, even if it's before then, it's just the smell of like wet earth or yeah. it's so fucking good. Yeah. So good. It is good. It is good. So this is the time where we start honoring ourselves by cleaning out what no longer serving us. And another way that you can do that is not only the physical vessel of your home is also the, the physical vessel of the, the blood and bones that carry you. So this is the time where you can do spell work or even just prayer or meditation or vision work where you're clearing out the thoughts and the, it could truly be the wants that are no longer serving you. Mm -hmm. And so you can write them down. You can speak them out loud. You can whisper it to the waters. Like you can create something where you are releasing the thoughts and ideas. And it could be something as simple as uh, I uh, fear is fear is not serving me. I want to release it from my body. It could be something that simple, or you could like, okay, but what's underneath that? Is it fear, or is it the idea of being seen, or the idea of speaking your truth? Like, so what's underneath? What's on the surface? I am huge on asking that question. So, but what's underneath that? But what's underneath that? Mm-hmm. And you could literally write pages of what's underneath that, and then you know there might be some wounds or traumas and childhood things that you need to heal because you didn't realize you were still carrying them. But this is, this is the time of the year where you can do not only a cleansing of the vessel of the sweet home that protects you, but also of the blood and bones that carry you. Mm-hmm. And something else that we were talking about in the wood burning class workshop is I really love the idea of talking to your home because I truly do believe it's a living vessel. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, you can feel, you can feel when you walk into a home that there's no life inside of it. Like I feel that void or maybe there's too much brimming and like, you can feel the vibration of like the experience that that has lived inside of it. And you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, this is too much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I truly do think that if, if we take a step back and no matter how much cleaning you do. And we know that cleaning can be extremely overwhelming. Cooking can be overwhelming. The day-to-day life can be overwhelming, but to step back and say, thank you home. Thank you. Kitchen. Thank you. Stove. Thank you. Toilet. Thank you for allowing me to clean you because not everybody has a toilet to clean and not everybody has a stove or an oven to clean. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be inside this home that protects me from the elements and keeps me warm and keeps me cool and lets me sleep sleep in safety. And all of these things, talk to your home and you will feel an energetic change. There will be a shift, I promise you. You could also do something like talking to your plants. Uh, One of the things that I have, I either read it or I just saw it where it was a really great idea that if you have 
if you have trouble giving yourself really kind and really sweet thoughts, like if you are struggling to say kind things to yourself, get a plant and may I recommend mm. a pothos. I recommend a pothos because it takes a lot to not keep a pothos alive because it can, it can thrive in almost any light. Name the plant after yourself and then talk to that plant every single day. Clean those plants, leaves, mm. water on the right schedule. Um, if you do get a non-pothos plant, which those are like vining ones, um, and, and pothos continues to give, you can propagate those with ease and then you can have more of you. We you should multiply. we should name the plants at the temple, the big ones. Yeah. That big rubber tree plant. Yeah. We should. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Because I don't talk to them very often. I give them water all the time, but I don't yeah. talk to them very often. Yeah. That's great. That's a great idea. I guess we should do that. But yes, so that that's that's just like a sweet little thing because when you start showing love to something that is named after you, there's an energetic shift. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, promise rewiring you, your brain. Yes. It's amazing. Say their name. Yeah. Yeah. I also will add for, for like the cleaning of your home and talking to your home, rearranging something, oh. even if it's just a bookshelf, like yeah. it, it doesn't matter how small it is. Or if I change up the way the, sh- the shelf in my bathroom is, you know, cause it holds like my Q-tips and my like perfume and my deodorant. But if I just like wipe it off and rearrange it, or I put a new candle or something on it, but, and then you take that and you expand like living room, like, let me put my desk in a different place. Let mm-hmm. me switch the orientation of my sofa or like switch the lamp from up here to like the one in my bedroom. Right. And yeah. And then what happens is the house is like, Oh, Oh, oh yes. Okay. Okay. yes. I love that. <laughs> I that is such a great I... suggestion. And you know, what's really funny is when I was a kid, I would rearrange my room all the time and Same. I don't, and I don't do that. I would even like create a little diagram. Like if I put this here, I can put this there, <laughs> but I don't do that for my, my home. So that's beautiful. I love that. I'll rearrange my living room every, I don't know, year or year and a half. And But then what's ha- crazy is in pictures, like the energetic, like imprint of like where mm. I was and then subsequently where my home and where my family was. Like, I feel like I can feel that in pictures when, you know, Google reminds me of like where I, what the living room looked like four years ago when Ayla was, you know what I mean? Dancing during some Disney movie or something, you know what yeah. I mean? And then the house looks different and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot when we had the bookshelf on that wall, or I forgot yeah. when we the TV someplace else or not at all or whatever. Cause for a while when we, um, so when I lived here with my daughter's father, we had a couch. And then when he, when we separated and he moved out, I was like, that's it. I'm like not doing anything conventional. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. And we're doing floor <laughs> seating. And so I got the shag carpet and just a whole bunch of, um, floor cushions. And it was like, <laughs> it was like everything to me at that time. Now I'm like, Oh my God. Well, now what happened was I just really want to lay down on a couch. <laughs> so then we ended up buying a couch like a year later. It was good while it lasted though. It's definitely right. But... All right. And you never know unless you do. Right. Right. If, you, exactly. if you're able to do absolutely. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Thank you for all of those offerings. That was beautiful. So there are many there. I mean, when I tell you in each um, Celtic wheel of the year, or pagan wheel of the year, there are so many different ways that you can celebrate the offering, right? Um, or celebrate this, this transition and what I do or what Sam does or what you do is going to look completely different and, or they could look very similar because we're inspired by the same things, right? 
So another thing that you can do, so there's two, when it comes to the seasons, just like, um, so like, just like with Christmas time, the colors that you tend to think of with Christmas is like uh, red and white or red and like a hunter green, like a dark green, right? So you can see that as well when it comes to all these different nature-based holidays. So there's two ways that you can look at it through the lens of color. You can look at it with the soft greens or maybe a little bit of a jewel tone green, but not quite jewel, um, like a grass colored green and pastels or like the colors of tulips or the colors of the crocus. So the, like, um, a light purple, I'm sorry. For in bulk you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did I say something different? If I no, did, no, I apologize. You, you didn't okay. specify. You started talking okay. about Yule and then you switched and then I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wanted so, to confirm. Yes. So each each holiday can you can associate with colors and it could be what's classically associated with them or it's what feels good to you to associate with them. Especially if you're someone who's still in what we call the broom closet, meaning that people around you don't know that you're a practicing witch. And that's okay. You can only do what feels good for you. And if the protection needs to be there where you don't uh speak it, speak it with um with loudness to say, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Because sometimes that's not, we're not safe when we do that, unfortunately. So do what feels right to you. And it could be simply wearing colors. It could be simply buying flowers with the intention of I'm buying these flowers for Briad or, or another deity or Hestia mm. or whatever you want it to be. So it can be your, the intentions that are inside your heart, whatever archetype you might want to work with, they know, they know. So you can celebrate in bulk with the softness of the colors that are springing up from the earth. So the blades of grass, the, if you look at um, crocus or snowdrops, they have, they're, uh, sometimes they're a lighter green, like the, the foliage is a lighter green. Um, and then you have hyacinth that can come in these really beautiful pale purples or really deep, rich purples. Mm -hmm. So those are things that you can do. Or if you want to see it through the lens of the fire, the fire in the belly, you can do it with the vivid reds and oranges and yellows that really like make you feel nice and hot when you, when you think about them, when you wear them, mm -hmm. or you can come in with the softness of spring. So you can do things like that. Mm -hmm. um, there are so many different like little crafts that you could do. Uh, we're currently doing the wooden wheel of the year with wood burning. That's what we're, our journey is with this year. And, um, oh, oh, cat, don't you do it. Um, <laughs> what you could do instead of wood burning, if that's not within your wheelhouse, or if you don't have the supplies, because there's no reason to run out and get supplies if it's not within your budget, right? You can celebrate any of these holidays without spending a singular penny. Keep that in mind that you don't need to have you know, all of the fancy tools. You don't need to have all the fancy concoctions. You yourself are magic. So there's no reason for you to feel like that you have to have a chest full of anything to be quote unquote, a real witch or real, real practicing pagan or how Wiccan, however you, you see the lens. I got on my soapbox and now I can't remember where I was when I was off my soapbox. But anyways, you're talking about colors, colors. Oh, and it? the wooden wheel of the year. You can simply draw. You can get a larger piece of paper and draw the wheel of the year on a piece of paper 
and then color it in as the wheel goes, or maybe you do the whole thing at one time. And so you can do that. And it does not matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how beautiful it is or how basic it is. It's your celebration and nobody gets to tell you. We're not here for the spiritual gatekeeping. Nobody gets to tell you how you celebrate something Mm -hmm. unless you are following a very specific practice. Like if you choose to be a Wiccan or even in the uh, voodoo religion, there are very specific practices that you truly don't deviate from. That's something different. But if you're, uh, somebody initiated to something specific exactly lineage then it's okay to be a dabbler exactly no one's going to be angry at you that you're a cherry picker and exactly they are fuck them fuck them we're not they you don't they don't get our cherries exactly (laughs) you don't want them in your circle if there's somebody going um you're not doing that right unless you're doing something specific or like sam said you're initiated into a very specific practice it's okay to be eclectic i consider myself an eclectic witch with a touch of chaos because generally I never do the same spell twice and I like to see what's out there there's so many things why am I going to limit myself yeah. that's silly that's silly so as you're speaking about the colors for in bulk like my mm-hmm. experience of in bulk because I, I definitely haven't been um observing the sabs as, as long as you have or as deeply as you have but for me when I think of like the colors and and the way the feeling of in bulk like arises in me it's like in the morning when your curtains are drawn and then someone's trying to wake you up gently. And so they pull back just a little bit of the curtain. Mm. So like just a little bit of light peeks through because when you're talking about like the reds and the orange, I'm like, ah, like I wouldn't want to wake up after my winter slumber, Mm -hmm. months of darkness to like, pow, I would want it to be very soft and subtle, very dim. And then slowly, slowly the light will get brighter over, you know, days and stuff instead of like boom color and yeah. and I think is is in bulk also Candlemas or is that Candlemas is that, yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah do you know the origin of that or the connection I unfortunately did not do my research on that <clears throat> but <laughs> but but one of the one of the bigger things to work with if you're wanting to do some spell work is with candles because you're lighting the fire right mm-hmm. you're igniting the fire yeah. and a classic color choice of candle for for candle moss is white and white is considered to be because it's void of color it has all the colors is how it's seen mm. so it can be a representation of <laughs> if you are someone who likes to work with what uh what colors may represent and we were actually just talking about this last night so it's your personal interpretation of what co- what colors mean like there's some people who don't see red as lustful they see blue they see blue as like one of the most divine and delicious colors and so for them like lustiness or passion is seen in the color blue so don't let just because you get online and you go what does the color red mean and it says lust love um hard and fast now the only time that i would truly say I'm not a huge person of doing love spells unless it's a personal love spell, like like to yourself, like right. finding self-love. But if you are choosing to do that, I'm going to say this as a caveat, red is not the color choice you want to use because it is quick and fast and passionate and fizzles out quickly in the realm of trying to create space to have a loving companion. You want to use, a you could, you could use any other color, but pink is the more proper 
because it's slow and steady compared to the quick and fast passion of red. So that's the only thing that I would, that I would say it's my recommendation, but you can say, fuck you, Sarah. I don't, that, that doesn't serve me. <laughs> that's cool too. Right. I would also say my recommendation, which you, no one has to take, but instead of, if you are looking for a specific partner, instead of doing a love spell at all, mm. do, mm. do Speak releasing, it. do like releasing barriers yes. or, um, removing obstacles. Like those things are always safe because you don't want to meddle with the, the will of other people that should never be part of your, pra- I firmly believe it should Correct. never be part of your practice that they should do what's in the highest greatest good for them and that you should do what's in the highest right. greatest good for you and then subsequently a ripple out for the highest greatest perfect good for all. i'm so glad that you said that because in saying that don't do the candle for a specific person just like sam right. said don't do it do it for someone who holds these attributes yeah the quality you're searching the quality the qualities yes. of generosity i want the qualities exactly of passion i want the qualities of a good listener yes and so to offer something to you whenever, if you, if you truly tap into spirit of however that looks for you, God, God is the great mystery. If you tap into spirit and you say that you want this, it can come on too strong and too quick to where you're like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So we want to do it soft and slow. So here's a really beautiful practice that you could do. That is a seven day spell to find a loving companion. And what you do is you very similar to what, well, honestly, exactly what Sam said. So you find the color if, or you could just use white so that it can be just like the purest and you can carve the qualities that you're looking for in Ooh. the, in the, the, it's a tapered candle. I should say that. <laughs> so we're going to do color candle. Yeah. We're gonna, glass on the outside. Correct. So we're doing two tapered candles. You're going to etch in <laughs> the qualities of what you're looking for, but then also the qualities of what you want to offer and honor to whatever companion is will go into yours. Okay. Mm. And you're going to separate them. So let's say that you have a mantle or just a long, long table. You're going to start them off at opposite ends and you're going to let them burn for five minutes or so every day. And then every day they slowly get closer to one another and closer to one another and closer to one another to where at the end, the Wait, two you're candles, moving them you're closer? moving the, yeah, you're moving the candles a little bit every day. So mm-hmm. it's a soft and slow mm-hmm. coming together because you don't, we live in the, we want it now. We want it right now. We have to have it right now. But when it comes to someone that you could possibly spend years of your life with, allow it to come soft and slow to you. There's no rush. There's no rush. So thank you for letting me explain that. Yeah. Well, I, now I have other things to add. Okay. (laughs) So anything that you're attracted to right in this moment, is that quality going to still exist 40 years from now? So if you want a passionate lover, does that hold up 40 years from now? Is that sustainable? No. So then don't don't find a partner based on that. That's not, yes. if they have like a hot bod, cool. Right. Like big fucking whoop. Like they're going to be like wrinkly and jelloey in literally no time flat. Yes. So if you can't get down with like crepey skin, like there better be other things that they're bringing to the table. Okay. Right. And the last thing that I'm going to say, <laughs> this is, um, this is stolen from my partner. This is work that he does with 
um, with guys that he's mentoring who are like, you know, they want like a solid relationship. Cause some of these, some of the people that he's working with, you know, don't, don't have their lives together. And so he will have them list out the qualities that they wanted a partner, right? So they're looking for someone who is loyal and trustworthy and funny and generous mm-hmm. and all these things. Mm-hmm. So he writes, he has them write the list and he has them talk about each of the things, why it's really important to them. And then he says, how many of these things are you bringing to the table? Because if you're not bringing them to the table, if you're not trustworthy, if you don't feel good about leaving your phone unattended while you leave to the bathroom, then you have no business asking for your partner to be doing that. So, and then that's Preach. like super, super deep magic yeah. on, on any level because you can't, I mean, you're not going to receive what you're not able to give. So like baseline, any list that you have, you had better look hard at the mirror, what are you like? What can you actually put? What are you bringing to the table? Because that's, that's gorgeous. The only thing you can be. I know he's gorgeous. Really sometimes. <laughs> Aren't they all? They're all really, really <laughs> great sometimes. Oh, I love it. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for offering that because that's that's really good medicine. Thank yeah. you. Okay. So tell yes, me about Bria. Do- yeah. Okay. So Bria, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the off the cuff, what the first thing that you'll see if you Google her and you get um, Wikipedia, because it gives you a, like a nice like overview of her. And I'm going to pronounce 50% of the Gaelic terms perfectly because I've heard them. And the other ones, I'm going to try. Because Gaelic, when you look at it, it does not sound the same not when phonetic. you say it. It's not phonetic. Okay. So let me pull this up. So Bridget, also known as Briad, St. Bridget, Bridget of Kildare, Maman Brigitte. There's, she, there's so many. Okay. So Bridget, meaning exalted, run, exalted one from Old Irish, Bridget Brig is a goddess of pre-Christian Ireland and Scotland. She appears in Irish mythology as a member of, her, member of the Tuatha de Danann, the daughter of the Dagda, and wife of Brez, or Brie with whom she had a son named Ruadon, Ruadane. It's Gaelic, I don't know. She is associated with wisdom, poetry, healing, protection, blacksmithing, and domesticated animals. Mm. Cormac's glossary, written in the ninth century by Christian monks, say that Brigid was the goddess whom poets adored and that she had two sisters, Brigid the Healer and Brigid the Smith. This suggests she may have been a triple deity. She is also thought to have some relations to the British Celtic goddess Brigitania. St. Brigid shares many of the goddess's attributes, and her feast day, 1 February, was originally a pagan festival in bulk, marking the beginning of spring. It has thus been argued that the saint is a Christianization of the goddess. And then I would also add on to this because they don't talk about it in the beginning. There is, um, she has also been taken into the pantheon of voodoo. Let me double check that. I want to double check if, um, if it's a voodoo or hoodoo, because I don't want to be incorrect on this one. Okay. I'm going to go to Wikipedia and talk about Maman Brigitte, which is also like, there's very little known about Maman Brigitte, to be honest with you. There's, I don't think there's any books we do have her in. Unless, Unless you're part in. of your of your heritage and Correct. ancestry. Correct. No one's telling me this stuff. Correct. And the only other like super big image we I mean, we we have what we know of what she looks like, or at least what she's described like, but we do have her sigil. So that is something that you can see with hmm. your eyes. Maman Brigitte 
sometimes also written Maman Brigitte, also known as Grand Brigitte, and many different other ones, is a death Iowa or Iowa on the consort of Baron Samedi in Haitian voodoo. She drinks rum infused with hot peppers and is symbolized by a black rooster. Maman mm. Brigitte protects graves in Haitian cemeteries that are marked by the cross of Baron Samedi. Graves that are protected by Brigitte are marked by a mound of stones. In voodoo practice, the first burial services as offerings to either Baron Samedi or Maman Brigitte, depending on the gender of the person being laid to rest. And what they mean by that is the first man that is buried in a cemetery is protected by Baron Samedi. And the first woman buried in a cemetery is protected by Maman Brigitte. And so that, that's what they mean by depending on the gender and the person being laid to rest. And then let me see, <laughs> like Samedi, which is her divine consort, she is foul-mouthed. She is also the adoptive mother of Guido or Guide Nobu, which I could be butchering that, so please forgive me. And then due to, and then kind of her origin story, or a part of her origin story, is due to the religious persecutions of enslaved African and Caribbean people in, in Haiti and the Americas, Maman Brigitte was disguised and represented by various saints, usually those depicted with fire or snakes, including Bridget of Kildare or Briad, and less frequently Mary Magdalene. <clears throat> so basically what was happening is when enslaved people were being brought to specifically New Orleans, Nolens baby, or Louisiana, there was also a uh, an influx of Irish they weren't called enslaved. They were called um, indentured servants is mm -hmm. what they were being called. And so you can clearly see the divide even then that people of color were being called slaves mm -hmm. now that we refer to them as enslaved people, unfortunately, because it wasn't by choice. They weren't mm -hmm. born into this, right? And then indentured servants were people who would pay to be able to pay to come to wherever they were going, they could work off their debt and find freedom, but that was only for people of with white skin. But there was an influx of Irish indentured servants that were most likely sex workers. And so the Haitian uh, enslaved women and the Irish indentured servant women who were most likely all uh, sex workers, the... Briad was the protector of the Irish woman. So they brought Briad, St. Bridget, they brought her down into the New Orleans area or the Louisiana area. And then mm. the, it, it's like, just like the beautiful confluence of events that happened where she was so revered and she really was revered. She was even canonized by Catholic. So she's a mm. saint as well. And they took on, and if if memory serves me correct, and I could be wrong, she is the only European deity that had been accepted into the voodoo pantheon mm. known as Maman Brigitte. And the way that she's usually described is she has this hair full of really curly red hair. She likes to wear a top hat. Her colors are black and dark purple. And um, like the way that I see her, and I don't know if it's an accurate depiction, but the way that I see her is a woman dressed in... Uh, a form-fitting uh, tux that has tails mm -hmm. and she's carrying around a cigar and a glass of uh, her liquor, which right now I can't think of it, spiced rum, peppered spiced rum. Like that's how I see her with like this just massive, like, like huge 
head of curly hair with a top hat on and like I don't know I just love it I love it reminds me of the female character from um or the the male character of uh the princess and the frog the disney movie that guy but if it was a lady yeah yeah the gap in his teeth (laughs) yes so so briad has been it's one of she's one of the most um I don't want to say sought after, but you can clearly see that many different religions accepted her. Mm -hmm. And there's a story that when she was Bridget of Kildare, so this was during the time that Christianity was taking over. And uh, so I'll say this one really quick. So this is specifically Bridget of Kildare. So we've got Briad or Bridget, that is the Irish goddess or Irish Scottish Celtic pantheon. We've got Mamam Brigitte, which is a part of the voodoo pantheon. And we've got Bridget of Kildare. St. Bridget of Kildare, or Bridget of Ireland, is the patroness saint of Ireland and one of the three national saints along with Patrick and Columba. According to medieval Irish um, hagiographies, no wait, hagiographies, I could be so wrong on that. She was an abbess who founded several convents of nuns, most notably that of Kildare, which was one of the most important in Ireland. There are a few historical facts about her and early images are mainly or early stories are mainly anecdotes of miracle tales some of which are rooted in pagan folklore and so one of those now I have always been told that it was a cloak of red but this year I found out that some stories say that it was a cloak of green so during this time frame when women didn't have a lot of power and Christianity, like there were still like, there were some Christians, there weren't, there was a fight to what we were going to follow because the king said so, blah, 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 blah. So there's a story about how Bridget went to the king and said, I want to start basically a, a temple. Hmm. Uh, some people say that it was a convent, as you can see in what I just read. And he kind of laughed in her face and he was like, like, no, you can't have that. And then she, she kept badgering him essentially like, this is, this needs to happen. This has to happen. And so he got, he gets all cocky and he's like, okay, you're, you can have a, a space of land. Cause she was asking for a parcel of land. You can have a space of land as big as your cloak. And she was like, bet. And so she had her maidens get the cloak out and they unfolded it. And it was either the the red cloak or it was the green cloak, depending on how you want to see it. And I don't, I didn't get to get into the specifics of why some say it's green. So they unfolded it and then they unfolded it and then they unfolded it and unfolded it and unfolded it and unfolded it. And he's watching this cloak become huge. So it takes up a huge piece of land. And he's like, there's, that's not, I'm witnessing a miracle. Like, are you kidding me? This, this isn't real. This isn't happening. And so when she was complete and saying, this is how much land I want, he fell to his knees at her feet and she was basically protected all of her days to be able to create because he saw the magic of God in her is basically what he saw, the touch of God in her. And so he essentially gave her whatever she wanted after that because he witnessed a miracle the way that he did. And um, there's a lot more to the story. Clearly you can Google it. Uh, but one of the things that you, as you might remember from the first description of Briad, the goddess, she was beloved and adored by poets. So one of the things that you could do if you wanted to honor Briad is you could write her a piece of poetry. And then 
you can choose to make an altar to her. Maybe that is, maybe, maybe that piece of poem in your book is your altar to her because you can't have anything outside of that without feeling, Mm. um, safe. Uh, you can do things like making a Briad's cross and what you do with that one is, uh, you hang it up by your door and then every year you make a new one and you can set the old one to the flames. They're usually made out of reeds or of like a organic material, some type of grass. You can also get really fun and make them the, the first two or three times that I've made them has been with, um, piping, the fuzzy piping, Oh, pipe, pipe cleaners. cleaners. Yeah. And so it's really easy, even if you're doing that to practice, because sometimes you do have to get used to working with more organic materials mm-hmm. and there's plenty of videos online to show you how to make these. And they are a lot of fun. It would be fun to do it as a group project, right? They're get sweet. together. Yeah. They're really sweet. You can make a Briad's doll. You can make it out of corn husks. You can also make it out of, um, what's it called? Weed knit with it. Roving the yarn thank you yarn you can also make it out of yarn I've seen some really sweet breeds dolls or just like dolls in general made out of yarn and you can get creative like you can Mm. make her her body out of white yarn and then she can have a cloak of red or a cloak of green and maybe she has you know red or green hair or what have you there's a whole bunch of ways that you can make it real really really sweet Mm. uh so there are I mean when I tell you just put in bulk in YouTube and so many things are going to come up for you to be able to deep dive and truly get into what some other people practice as a celebration of in bulk. But remember that you are your own person. Let's say that you start doing something and something completely that you've never even heard of springs up inside of you. Do that thing. There's a reason why your intuitive knowing brought that to you, right? Mm -hmm. Why it brought it to your awareness. It's because whether or not you see it as channeling, something is telling you inside of your bones, in your headspace, this is another way that we can celebrate it. And you're never going to know unless you try. So just try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really quick and dirty explanation of who Briad is. I like saying Briad. It feels good on my my tongue in my mouth, but a lot of people will call her Bridget. Mm. And uh, it, so it's just whatever your preference is. But Breed is the Gaelic version of saying it, just like the Tuatha Dé Danann. Like, I only know that because Danielle used to say the tu- Tuatha Dé Danann in some of her invocations. What is that? Tuatha Dé Danann. They are a, I almost said a breed of people. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are, uh, it's like a clan of people. And I, if if memory serves me correct, the Tuatha Dé Danann are giants. Hold on, I'm pulling up right now. The Tuatha Dé Danann, meaning the folk of the goddess Danu, also known mm. by earlier times Duatha Dé, are a supernatural race in Irish mythology. Many of them are thought to represent deities of pre-Christian Gaelic Ireland. The Tuatha Dé are often depicted as kings, queens, druids, bards, warriors, heroes, healers, and craftsmen who have supernatural powers. They dwell in the other world, but Mm. interact with humans in the human world. And then there's a whole much more. Mm. I just like the way that feels on my tongue too. Mm -hmm. Like it makes me want to learn Gaelic. I mean, I do want to learn Gaelic, uh, but Gaelic is crazy in how it looks. I feel like I could speak it better than I could spell it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
It's like picking runes out of a bag, literally just throwing <laughs> consonants in the middle of yes. words that you're going to yes. ignore. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So that is, um, hopefully we went off on many tangents today and I fucking loved it. It was great <laughs> because now you get to see, we we've been kind of structured as much as possible in most of these podcasts. And this is just like a regular conversation that Sam and I get to have all the yeah. time and it's great. It's glorious. <laughs> So is there any parting thoughts, any ideas, thoughts that you would like to leave our sweet, sweet, our sweet, sweet listeners? Thank you for listening to us. Just take care, take care of the baby, whatever, whatever seeds are going to be birthed out, um, whether it's your sacred work or whether it's activity or whether it's, I don't know, whatever the trajectory is in your world, treat it treat it and nourish it as though it was a living entity because then it's going to um it's going to be sweeter it's going to serve you more yeah and i will add to that and say that your visions of what it's going to look like may not be reality so be open to the possibility that what you want and what comes to you are the same they just may look different because we have all these anticipations of like real physical babies. Like you're just going to look like this. You're going to act like this. And they're like, mm, I've got my own personality. Thanks so much, mom. I'm going right. to do my own thing. Right. And so often we get into the thought process of tunnel vision. And I'm, I'm huge. Like that happens to me all the time where I see it and it has to be this way. And then I end up missing the possibilities of what could be that are like, just, Hey, I'm over here on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm a possibility. Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Do you feel Thanks. complete? I do feel complete. Thanks for listening to me talk about in bulk. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And thank, thank you for you letting for me side rail. Oh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, friends. See you next week. Bye.